This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Hey everyone, welcome back. We are at it again, meeting up, chatting about stuff, shower door stuff, you know, you know how we roll. (laughs) Good to see you guys and gals out there. I always look forward to this, man. So, uh, yeah, hey, you know, no real agenda tonight. Didn't, you know, haven't really thought much about a topic or anything. Figured you guys might be able to help me out. I'm sure somebody's got something that's going on that that we can all pile on. I brought my thinking cap for you, Chris. Oh, man, you are the man, Bill. I, I can always count on you, you know. If you don't have questions, you've got answers. That's for so, sure. So today I was at Costco and your next batch of shower doors came in. Nice. <laughs> so now, now they're pushing Kohler's. Um, sliding doors, 58 and a half wide, 78 tall, five sixteenths glass with coating on it. So start expecting, if you have a local Costco near you, start expecting the calls that somebody's going to want you to install them. Yeah. Keep an eye out. So keep an eye out that it's five sixteenths glass. I don't know how many guys are using five sixteenths, which is like that in between quarter and three eighths. So they're kind of calling it they're calling it heavy glass but that's because what that's what Kohler's calling it try and get into that market yeah our one company has five sixteenths for the sliders yeah so Kohler's pushing it out when they push it out through Costco they have a run on it it's only like uh I think it's 399 it was 499 marked down to 399 (laughs) wow just out of curiosity um when you, I wonder if you buy a shower door from them, like a lot of people do, and they get it home and because of out of plumb, out of square conditions, it doesn't work. I wonder if that can be returned. That's an argument that I've. It can be. Had Co- yeah. Costco's the easiest thing in the world to return anything. Costco anything. is? Yeah, no questions yeah. asked. No yeah. questions asked. <clears throat> Yeah, I've already had somebody ask me to install one. Yeah, it's starting already. Yep. So, all right, so how are you handling it? Um, are you just flat well, saying no? Are you showing options or what are you doing? No, no. Well, in this case, I'm, I'm avoiding it because uh, they do have another shower door, a master that we're going to be, it has to be custom. Um, and so, you know, he mentioned that, uh, he's going to put one in the other bathroom he got from Costco, uh, which I've had people say that to me before and ask me to do it. This guy didn't actually ask me yet, but I have a feeling that's coming up. So on the work order, I, I wrote down for the, you know, the, um, when the installers go out that uh, if the guy does ask the installers to install it, to make sure that they um, say they're not authorized to do that, and they, that the gentleman would have to call me directly. And um, I 
typically don't do any other brands of shower doors unless, you know, because if we chip the glass or anything happens, now I've bought the whole shower door, but they don't see it, you know, as, uh, you know, they're not going to want to pay me enough margin to justify, you know, the installation and the, the risk of damaging their, their, you know, their unit. So uh, I just, my policy has always been that we're not going to do it. Anybody else? I stopped doing that a long time ago for all those reasons. Yeah. No, the same thing, but you know, it's becoming more and more inherent. It's always been a, a potential problem that somebody would make this a commodity. You know, shower door is a commodity. And yeah, we deal against Basco and a lot of the other box doors. But when Costco, they have a, a big reach nationally. So it's something that, you know, it'd be interesting what the other guys are doing. I've, I've always stayed away from it because, you know, nine times out of 10, you open up a box of anything. I don't care if it's a desk or a chair, there's a part missing. Now you're wasting time trying to figure it out, or you try and go into your toolbox and make it work, and which you shouldn't do. Um, you, the customers taking the measurements before they bought the door, uh, a lot of them buy it, expecting it to go on a tub, and then they realize how high it is, and the towel bar is way up there. But this one comes with a vertical handle, but it'll be almost chin height if you put a seventy-eight up on a tub. Mm. Uh, Things that people don't consider. So they is see it only, Bill, is it only one one height? Yeah. Right now, that's all that I see in, in our store, anyhow. Yeah. Okay. So. I try to avoid it just simply because it encourages the behavior. You know? It's, yes. It does. <laughs> yeah. Because if, if we capitulate, then they're just going to continue uh, seeing the success of it. And seeing the success while customers are using professionals to do it. And I just, I don't have a desire to uh, allow them to, to try to break into our market without actually getting into our market. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. I see Paul Daniels on the call and it'd be interesting because look at CR Lawrence has stayed away and FHC has stayed away from selling or uh, yeah, selling it as full kits. Usually everything is KD. There's not a lot of glass. It doesn't make sense for them to ship glass all over the place. So for them to try and hire us and they've got a box. We haven't even opened the box yet. We're supposed to make a decision whether to do it or not. I, I just wouldn't do it. And I think, you know, a lot of the manufacturers feel that same way. The other problem that we run into is like Brian, you or Brad, I forget who it was Brad. Brian, Brian or Brad. Brad, that said you had uh, a customer that might want it. What you may find is they're doing the master and then they're, they'll ask your guys to do it. Your guys will call. You'll probably shy away from it. And then the customer will talk those guys to come in back in there on their own time <laughs> and install it, <laughs> yeah. which a lot of the guys will say, sure, I'll come over on a Saturday morning and do it for, you know, whatever. No, Bill, there's a, excuse me, this is Paul Daniels. I, since you brought my name up, yeah, a lot more of this that's starting to come in. There's an Australian company called Glass Warehouse that's going into Home Depots. 
uh, and uh, some lows. <clears throat> they're also going into some of the online people <clears throat> uh, that they're going to start selling them through uh, uh, to customers, and they call them partial uh, all glass doors. So they're not 100. percent You know, they'll have one strip of aluminum on one side or something like that. Uh, but I was talking to somebody who's uh, involved in one of the companies, and they said they have about a 25 percent return. <laughs> that's a that's a big return. Twenty-five. If somebody brings it home and says, "Go ahead, put that in," <clears throat> they open the box and say, "You know, I can't do this," uh, but they don't care because the manufacturers are supporting it one hundred percent. I used to right. have worked for uh, Home Depot, and I used to call them the largest uh, tool rental company in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy their yeah. tools on Saturday and, and bring them back on Mondays. Yeah, exactly. But I think you have to tell them it's not a true all glass shower door. You know, a lot of these, like I said, are not totally frameless, you know, especially with the thinner glass, they'll have some, you know, more aluminum involved, uh, you know, less uh, you know, metal. And uh, I should have taken a picture when I was there from, from, from that whole market. I should have taken a picture when I was there. I believe it's only in brushed nickel. I don't believe you have choices of anything other than clear. It is coming with a factory coating on the glass too. And they're pushing, pushing that on the box. But it's interest, interesting if us as shower door professionals either take a stand or just let everybody do whatever they want in their own business. I just want to make it aware that it's out there. And for you guys that have installers, you got to be aware. Well, you know, most trades will not install other people's stuff. I don't care if it's furniture people, cabinet people. Right. You know, they don't say, hey, I got a pile of wood in the backyard. You want to come and build a shed in my back of my house or a garage? No, Paul, but over the years, I've seen it. I've seen plumbers go out to the house with a, they bought a faucet at Home Depot. The company says no. So the guy does the rest of the stuff, and then the homeowner talks to the plumber, the individual worker. He comes back on his own time and does it. And I see that a lot. Electrical guys do it, mm. painters, sheet rockers, all the subs. My God, my neighbors are running over to where the new homes are being built, and they're getting guys to do their soffits for them or uh, siding. <clears throat> mm -hmm. The problem with that scenario is they assume liability, mm. and... Yes. They don't know that they're assuming that liability in a lot of cases. They figure, ah, it'll be fine. It'll never happen. Well, if you break one or if you install it and it breaks on the customer, they're not they might call your company and your company is going to say, we don't have a record of that. It wasn't my guy. And they'll say, yeah, it's, it was Frank. Well, Frank wasn't working for me at that point. And then Frank is on the hook and there's no... Um, there's no backing for Frank and no Frank recourse. is just swinging in the wind and mm -hmm. so is the customer, <clears throat> but nobody thought that that would ever happen. Oh, exactly. There's no recourse at all there. Plus <clears throat> if there was injury, even if Frank got injured, it goes back to the homeowner and he injured, yeah. right? Yep. So, mm. I mean, it, it's a big deal that people don't realize and I see it all the time. I don't, do you guys have an app called Nextdoor? Oh, oh yeah. And I see mm -hmm. it all the time. Can somebody recommend a handyman to put in electrical mm -hmm. fans, plumbing, and all the stuff that there should be skilled trades for, they're asking for. Oh, we just need a handyman. It's a small job. 
I see it all the time. And, and these guys aren't licensed. Then take a look at the cart. You know, this guy says, hey, just called so-and-so. He just did my house. And they put his card there. He's got no license numbers, an out-of-state phone number, uh, mm -hmm. no website, no Google reviews. And they feel comfortable. And this lady was complaining this morning, says, yes, I called so-and-so three times. He came over. He still hasn't given me an estimate. It's been three weeks. I said to her, if he's not getting back to you with an estimate, how's he ever going to get back to when it's time to install after he's, take, after he's taking your money? Mm -hmm. But they just don't learn. Just don't mm -hmm. learn. No. Anyhow, that's a topic. <laughs> no, we had a retirement community here out the valley. And the um, maintenance guys were going back and doing work for the homeowners. Yeah. On their off time. And one guy got hurt. Yeah, there you go. And he tried to, you know, sue everybody. And with that, the uh, management people stepped in and says, no more side jobs, period, you know, on our property. You know, there's business owners that allow their guys to work side jobs. Mm -hmm. There are business owners out there. I don't know about in the glass trades, but in other trades, they allow it. They let them use the company truck, too. Yeah, so I was going to say, there's a lot of it oh, in yeah. the industry. And our Saturday will calls or huge <laughs> yeah the guys yeah. Will, have the, will have the trucks you know that they get to keep over the weekends and stuff like that so yeah i just know i know in here fort myers and naples may be an anomaly because the bulk of our residents are older people that they're not a do-it-yourself uh customer base like other parts of the country so i don't know how successful it is but yeah we do get those phone calls oh i already bought this door can you install it so, just I, making you guys aware to be prepared it's coming no i had one the other day the guy bought it from lowe's i just take it back to him i'll be glad to yeah me. well that's mm -hmm. the thing with costco and and they don't understand the difference between five sixteenths and three eighths they just don't yeah and he bought a 72 inch 72 inches tall well that didn't even get past your shower head you know? yeah yeah they're head bangers and it was white tile <laughs> Regular glass. Hmm. Yeah. All the stuff we talk about on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's important to be good, uh, you know, uh, citizens in our industry and try to keep the industry. Uh, I always use an example <clears throat> years ago, my old company used to sell a lot of uh, pop-up sunroofs and things like that. And all of a sudden, a lot of junk came onto the market and it really ruined the business because you had all these uh, windows were leaking and, they all get a really bad reputation. So you really want to make sure, because there's a lot of other stuff popping up all over the place. These websites where, that are offering hardware from who knows where it's coming from. You know, they have one, one flavor. It's real cheap. They're going to sell it or smaller hinges and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. A lot of new stuff for quarter-inch glass and things like that. So it really is up to all of us to protect the industry. Say, so, hey, we're professionals. We put in a professional product. You know, the definition of heavy glass is three-eighths inch or heavier. That's a, an actual specification of glass. Anything below three-eighths inch glass is not considered glass. Uh, so you have to bring that to people's attention. You want a true heavy glass shower door that's going to be safe. It's going to be good to install. Uh, you know, keep your shower nice and warm and toasty. Uh, keep your whole, you know, the shower door a little quieter so you're not waking up your wife or your husband when you're taking a shower at 5 o'clock in the morning, Bill. <laughs> you want to have true heavy glass. 
And I think it's, it's up to all of us to really make sure that our industry is kind of protected that way because it's, I see it really getting attacked more and more every day. Oh yeah, anytime when someone sees somebody successful, they figure that they can do it as well. And if you start having bad you know, installs and you have breakage and you have insurance claims and stuff like that, that starts to hurt the whole industry. Yes, it does. They're going to put in specifications and you need to have this kind of aluminum, these kind of headers. And, you know, uh, that can really start to hurt everybody if they start putting in a lot of building uh, uh, things, uh, you know, uh, uh, specifications that, uh, you know, just a true heavy glass door, uh, you know, wouldn't meet. Sure. Mm. Absolutely. I think Brad made a really good point too. You get there and you chip the door and now you got to try and match it. And a lot of the vendors <laughs> that we buy our glass from aren't carrying five sixteenths. Mm. Um, and the other thing too is your liability is going to go right through, is going to live as long as that door is in there. Yeah, of course it is. Through it, gets themselves cut or hurt or anything else. Uh, some insurance company is going to be knocking on your door. And they do. They do. You know, we had a horror story one time. It wasn't about putting somebody else's door in, but they, they had a bypass door and they brought the, the frame to us. This has been several years ago because they had broken the glass out and asked yeah. us to, if we could reglaze it. And, you know, I wasn't thinking, I, yeah, we'll reglaze it. Well, the way the old door was glazed into that frame, when we... Um, when we tried to take it apart, we bent the old frame up. I ended up having to buy the guy a new bypass shower door, uh, you know, over that. So my policy is I don't go install somebody else's door, nor will I do that uh, again either. You know, you're trying to help, trying to help somebody and you got, you know, took one on a chin. Happens no every time. He goes unpunished, right? Exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Exactly right, Chris. Exactly right. Well, and you don't want to be the bad guy to say no, right? But sometimes we just have to learn to say no in a way that they understand. I guess that's right. the thing. I got a one-star Google review because we turned it down. And the guy gave bashed us for not, you're supposed to be shower door professionals. Why aren't you doing this? And he gave us a one-star Google review. This is absolutely ridiculous. Because, yeah. you know, to affect a company because we didn't even do business with you, that's, that's crazy. But that's the way the world is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had that. I mean, on my um, Yelp thing for for a long time, I had one bad review and it was I think I've got a couple now, but uh, <laughs> and it was somebody who I didn't I didn't do business with. Someone who called me, wanted me to find him a part for a shower door. And I was like, hey, I can't I can't like, you know, stop what I'm doing here. And go scour the internet to try to find a part for your old shower door. He gave me like a one-star Yelp review. And I tried to uh I you know protested, but Yelp didn't care. They left it on there. Yeah. But you know what? When you've got like 55 star reviews, it's good to have a one-star review on there too. Cause then it's like it doesn't look so fake, you know. Keep telling yourself that, Chris. Yeah. How many now, Bill? 2,500? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the other thing I was interested, I don't know how many guys are using software that's tracking what they're doing, but what is the, 
I'd say five most common doors that you do, putting them in order. The five most common ones. You know, a lot of times in business, they say use the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. So let, let's even narrow it down even more. Just give me the five most common. In line, heavy glass in line. Go ahead. Single, single shower splash guard, right? That's oh, really? one of the most common things that you'll ever do. See, that's not even in our top 10. Mine either. Really? Yeah. Mm. Our standard bypass is number one, by far. Okay. And then a door and panel, number two. door and a panel for me. Door and panel. Yeah, door and and single panel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when you get into sliders, then we break it down to, you know, a fixed panel with a glider or double bypass or, you know, we break down the sliders even more. So the different sliders are one, two, and three. Then it goes door and panel after that. And then after that, it's... um, How about bar party? Door notch panel return. We we do more door notch panel returns than we do spray panels. Yeah, that's my number two. That's my number two. I would say that's my number two as well. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? How different parts of the country are different. Like Chris is mostly spray panels. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. I just kind of threw that out there. Oh, all right. I didn't know if you conscientiously tracked it. And I don't know how many guys carry a lot of inventory just for that reason. You know, I really haven't. I know Brandon does. Brandon knows. I mean, he can tell you like everything. You know, I mean, he's like on top of all that. So, but I don't know. I see him scrolling his phone. I'm I'm just along for the ride. (laughs) <laughs> I've been getting quite a few about the same double door doors, notch nineties, French doors. Yeah, right? notch nineties. I've done a yeah. few. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of those. Huh? We probably do wine cellars <laughs> just as much as we do a lot of showers. Honestly, mm-hmm. you're doing. Are you doing more, as many wine sh- wine as shower shower doors? We do. I mean, we do a ton of. We're doing wine cellars every like a couple of week probably so yeah Uh, yeah. and on those you're traditionally doing double doors yeah and are they swinging double doors either either, i would say the most the most common one is probably four doors swinging doors because they're all and 98 percent of the wine tellers we do are temperature controlled yeah so they're all Mm. swing doors yeah are you using a laminate glass no just half inch tempered Half inch tempered on temperature control. Yeah, we don't have an issue in Arizona. We have thousands of them. Never had one issue. It doesn't sweat out here like it does in other parts of the country. Yeah, we're really humid, so <laughs> we have to do. We have to break that thermal barrier. Yeah, yeah, they got the air conditioner on in there anyway. It's almost, you know, it's almost that cool in the rest of the house, probably. It's a dry heat. Yeah, it's a dry yeah. heat. That's right. The hundred dry heat. What was it this weekend over there in Arizona? <laughs> Yeah. Anybody do any biparting? Corner showers? Like biparting? Yeah, but rare. Very rare. <laughs> well, I got one to do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. They're a pain. They're a pain too. But very, very rare. French French doors aren't, you know, wine closets, yes. But we do a lot of the Laguna in the wine closets too. So the middle doors will slide open and you put fixed panels on the Side end. Not temperature controlled though, right? 
No, not on those. Yeah, because you can't. I did one. I did one Lagu double Laguna that they wanted. And they said it wasn't temperature controlled. We installed it. And then they turned around and said, hey, this isn't holding temperature. And we said, yeah, you said it wasn't temperature controlled. And then, well, yeah, homeowner decided they wanted to temperature control it. So we decided to, Mike, well. That would have been nice. Yeah, you got huge gaps. We can't seal it. So we actually, we actually made these like inch and a half little panels and UV glued them on the returns and put seals on it and stuff and kind of sealed it up 80% and it worked out, but it was a nightmare. Wow, man. Hmm. Hmm. I changed my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's take it to the next step. Did you have a drawing and a contract that they signed off on? Oh, they paid the extra for it. No, I understand that. But yeah, going, yeah, it was all we signed off. Signed off on that we do. We don't do anything without sign offs. So they clearly knew that they dropped the ball and not mm -hmm. not letting. They it thought they wanted it right. They thought they didn't want temperature controlled, and then they thought it was going to be fine without it with those yeah. gaps. Oh, we'll be all right. It's going to be fine in our house, and obviously, it's not gonna. So, yeah. See, you did good, but. I found that when I first started the business and I was smaller, I wasn't doing all that, like dotting the I's, crossing the T's, mm -hmm. and those things come back to bite you. Yeah. Fortunately, you, fortunately you had the proof right there, which is yeah, ideal. and then you then you're obligated to try to fix it just to make them happy, right? But if you have a contract or something written, you're like, hey, this is this is everything you signed off on, and then they're obligated to make yeah. this mm -hmm. on paying for it or leaving it. Say we'll fix it. Don't don't get me wrong, we'll fix it, but there's gonna be a cost to it. Yeah. We would have bid it that way had we known. So that's what this group is good for, because us discussing it, there are guys that are just getting started and, you know, maybe you, uh, don't have the time to fill out contracts and have them sign it. And a, a big one, a big one lately, and we've dropped the ball a few times, but uh, bridge showers, because not only we don't run into issues where it's wrong from what they want, because the measure guy who's going out there will go over it with them, but we're supposed to draw it up and then get them to sign off on the design on how many boxes they want. And then that way, when our guys go out there to install it, they can just start installing it. And what we've ran into in the past was the guys get out there and then they're hold, they're putting blue tape on it, showing them where it's going to be. And, Oh, I don't like that. And they're spending hours designing the shower with them that should have already been designed. So right. now it's implemented that this is, this is how it is. And if it's changed, then it's a change order for our time to change it. Or if it's not a big deal, we can, do it, but we're not going to spend time relaying this out without a change order. Yeah, but you had to do a few of them, and, and yeah, you know, <laughs> to learn to learn to do it, right? Yeah, because they they were new, right? And you didn't expect stuff right. like that to come up, and then all of a sudden it comes up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This question may have been asked in the past, but I'm gonna I'll re ask it. So along the same lines, uh, when you guys send out a proposal to somebody, do you include an itemized? list of what they're getting. For instance, you're going to get, say, a top and bottom pivot. You're going to get an eight-inch C-pool handle, vinyls mm -hmm. as necessary, and then a picture of the layout. You know, so it shows the door on the left, the notch, you know, panel on the right, et cetera. Do you all do that? I mean, we've, we have been, uh, we've made a huge put. We always itemized and we described it. But we've run into a few situations where, you know, <clears throat> the guys get out there and the homeowner will say, well, I thought the door was going to be on the other side. So we're, mm. we absolutely send a, you know, a, a computer generated drawing with that. Just curious what everybody yeah, else does. That we do. We yeah. absolutely do that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We, um, we don't send a computer generated drawing, but when we're out in the field measuring, 
we have them sign off on our drawing in the field. So we have a spot on our measure sheet on our tablets that they sign off on that this is what they want. And we go over the measure sheet has everything on it. And then it's and then their estimate or the invoice is itemized as well. Um, that they then they also sign off on that after everything is said and done. They sign off on that with the terms and conditions and everything they get. That's provided the people are there. If mean, they can't go to you may go that to new construction, point. you may go to a vacant house or during yeah. COVID, you weren't even meeting the people. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. That's a great point, Bill, because we've had, I don't want to say struggle, but those are all pain in the rear end uh, instances where oh, yeah. the, the guys get done and they'll come back to the shop and I'll say, How, you know, how'd your, how'd your installs go? And they said, well, no one was around. And I'll say, they didn't, they didn't, you didn't, you didn't work there to show anybody or talk to anybody about it. No, they were gone. Uh, they said they they already called in with the you know the final payment, but they disappeared. Then and you know every now and then a couple of days later, hey, this vinyl strip is this, and they got a question, and yeah, you know, it, it uh, that's fr that's a frustrating aspect of this. That's all. All the time, Mike. That's why we started creating videos for something like that. We just send it to them because that's a that's a common call. The uh, the bottom sweep is binding on the threshold, you know, yeah. they don't even know enough to swing it out to reset the blades and put it back in. So we can just send them a link, say, just watch this. It'll, you know, you fully understand it also shows, <laughs> shows you how to take it off to clean it and put it back on. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah little, videos, little videos help a lot. If you can just send a little video, have templates and just send those things it saves so much time. Oh yeah, my God. That's a great idea. So much. You just keep a library of them just like you would if you were using follow-up and you have, uh, a whole entourage of layouts. Mm -hmm. You can just pick the one that applies and send it to them. So you do the same thing on your most common. You know, we talked about the 80-20 rule. Do the same thing there. What are your most common calls? Your hinges clicking, uh, glasses slipping out of the hinges, your sweep is binding. Take your top 10 calls and make videos of how to repair it. Yeah. That way, if you send a guy out to repair a clicking hinge, they know what to expect already. I mean, you're already showing them. They may not do it, but they have the option of fixing it themselves if they don't want to pay for a service call if it's over warranty time. There's all sorts of ways of getting around it. What do you I do? For, what do you do for a clicking hinge? You got to tighten the set screws that are holding the can. So we take the hinge apart. And, now on the pivot hinges, obviously ours are pretty easy because mm -hmm. you can make those adjustments without even taking the plate off. Mm. Exactly. Uh, you know, your Walmart ones, you know, that's more difficult. The average homeowner shouldn't do it, but you're going to get these guys that, you know, you send a crew out, you charge them a service call, and they say, oh, if I knew that's all it was, I would have done it. Okay. <laughs> now you got an option. You can do it if you want. We'll even show you what to do. Then let them say, no, I'm not going to chance it. Okay. Those are good to create all your FAQs of all the questions that people constantly come to you with and make videos of the FAQs and you just send them the links to those. Yeah. I mean, this is something that's, that's right up Robert's alley. Robert ought to have a whole list already. And the good thing is if you put them on your website and you send people the link to your to those on your website, then they'll scroll your website and you just get more interaction with your website and potentially sell yeah. more stuff. They see yeah. other products that they need while they're on there. Yeah. I, I've said this to Chris before, and we really should start instituting this, Chris, is we get a list of the people on this group or the, the regulars on this group. And 
we each should have each other's company on the website. Here's a list of, you know, a lot of people, Brandon and, my, and then here we have customers that have second homes in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. So if they were up at Boston, hey, uh, Ideal Glass, Mike, here's, here's our guy in that area that we know. And we can recommend other people right off of this group from our website. So it's just us helping each other out. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, it doesn't cost us. And all the extra backlinks help your SEO. So if somebody was searching you, they'd, they'd get us as well if they were down in Florida, uh, vice versa. If they were in California or Phoenix or wherever they are, they'll see somebody else uh, from here. I mean, I get calls a lot. We've done their door. And they want to know if we know somebody in a certain area. We just had Brad do one of our, our friends from here that he built up in Atlanta. Yep. Appreciate it. But, you know, that's how this group would really work, work out well and recommend each other. Yeah. I sent one, to you, I sent one to you not too long ago too, Bill. You remember like, I was probably like six, eight months ago or whatever. I, I talked to her. I don't know if she did anything yet. Well, I, I did know. talk to her. But Yeah. yeah. It's Thank nice you. to have contacts to be able to, because you always want to, if you're not going to do something for someone, even if it's a, a service you don't do, to at least have an answer for them to give them an yeah. option. Yeah, if they're in our area and if I can't do it, I'll, you know, it may have been a frame door or something like that. I know three or four competitors that do frame doors. It's nothing off my skin to give it to somebody else. It's still better than having a handyman go do it. Yeah, I like to keep a, um in every location, whenever I get, Whenever I hear of new referrals that are being sent to customers, I try to make sure to make it a template in that location's follow-up account. So, and then make a video to show internally, just like how-to videos for customers are awesome. We really uh, expanded on that as much as we could for how-to videos to employees because of how many times we answer the same question um, for different variables inside the company that aren't customer facing. So the templates of referring people and then teaching our employees how to quickly no, I never say no to a customer just because we don't do it. Always try to make sure we at least left them with a great impression of us so that even if they don't use us, they walk away thinking like, dang, those people were pretty helpful. Like they gave me someone who actually helped me because we try to make sure in our automation, if someone sends that referral to remind us to ask them how it went so that we're, we make sure we're actually uh, referring good people and, and keeping that network. Good, well, just like Bill said. Robert, there, there's a whole nother level to that. I mean, that is awesome right there, right? So then you got your next level when your installers are out of job and something goes wrong, that you got to have a list of other subs that you can rely on. Guys that refinish pubs. Guy, uh, a plumber in case you drill through the wall and hit a pipe because some idiot put it right underneath the threshold. We have a tile down speed dial. That's a great point. Yeah, <laughs> your, your, your tile, a plumber, an electrician, uh, we've drilled through a wall and there was a circuit breaker box on the other side. As soon as you go through the sheetrock, you're going into the back of the breaker. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, screen door guy. It, it's funny, you know, you're carrying in the wind, it blows and your level hits it and it pops the screen and the lady's all upset. Hey, I got a screen guy. So we make little lists, uh, painters for touch up, sheetrock, whatever it is. So you get yourself a list and believe it or not, you're going to get business because those guys are going to recommend you because they're in a lot of homes too. Absolutely. Awesome. I didn't realize one of the guys called us like after a few months and was like, man, y'all are like 
funding my business at this point. How many leads were naturally just our system was kind of just sending to him. And we didn't realize like how it became a whole nother source of revenue for him at his level. And yeah. it was real cool to just acknowledge that because we would have just said no to these people in, in the past and let them figure it out on their own. Yeah. We, we have a tile guide that's on speed dial. You go to do a removal and you know, you don't know what was under there. Guys put it on with epoxy and your the tiles coming off and you're doing the removals. And it's in our contract. We're not responsible for that, but the people are, their hands are tied. We can't install the door. So we've got this guy on speed dial and he charges them. And then I thought about it. I said, well, gee, maybe I should have a tile guy on our staff, but I know darn well, if he was on our staff, we wouldn't be able to charge for it, but we're bringing in a third party to do it. He gets away with charging them for it. It's interesting. You know, if I went out and hired a tile guy to be on my staff just for those things, there's no way I could charge customers for it. They wouldn't pay. They'd say, no, it's your guy that's fixing it. Yeah. So those, those are the weird things that you run across. But I tell you, a list of, boy, somebody can touch up wood molding because, you know, your guys are carrying a glass and you just happen to chip a piece of wood or a staircase <laughs> piece of tile, you, you should have a list of about 20 guys that readily available that you could call in a heartbeat, especially a plumber. You should have two or three plumbers because, man, you hit a pipe and that, like, you know, that house is flooding. We, <laughs> we, I took on this job for a buddy of mine a long, probably like four years ago. He was doing this uh, uh, four-story hotel, converting it into like um, uh, assisted living. And he needed all these grab bars hung and he just needed the labor. And I, I had a guy that, um, that used to work for me, wasn't working for me. And I was like, Hey, you want to do this on the side? I'll just, we'll just split it or whatever. You can go do this on your own time. After hours is cool. Literally Sunday morning, they laid out all the grab bars too. So all he had to do is drill and hang them. And he drilled one grab bar on the fourth floor and hit a water line on a four story building. And at three in the morning, and I'm getting phone. I'm like, why is he calling me? And I couldn't get a hold of the contractor. And he's like, dude, it is flooding in here. I I I don't know where to shut this off because it's a commercial building. You got to go down. He went yep. down the freaking just like the movies. The the thing broke trying to shut it off. It was old. It was rusty. <laughs> couldn't shut off. And I'm like, dude. I said, oh, he's like, I was like, you need to just take your hammer and just break the tile so it squirts out into the shower and goes down the drain because that way it doesn't go into the walls. Just just break a hole. He's like, I don't want to break. I'm like, break the tile. You're gonna, it's gonna be less damage than than it going down the walls. So it didn't cause that much damage, luckily, but it was uh it was a fun one. Yeah. Wow. Just That's imagine a- if you were doing that and they were finished units and it's oh, leaking, yeah. leaking to the third floor and the second floor. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah crazy we try yeah, to do Brandon, that's right? thinking on your toes man tell him it's like yeah break the tile <laughs> yeah like, break the, the water the water squirt out into the shower it to go where you want it to at least yeah <laughs> that's crazy. I, I have a question uh i don't know if you guys could hear me if i'm muted or unmuted no we can hear you okay uh i had that happen once before too and uh it, it dawned on me you know we could just run a screw in the hole at the pipe to kind of plug it at least temporarily yeah. uh so I, I don't know for sure if that's going to work it depends on how much pressure there is and uh but it might be worth trying yeah in an emergency i absolutely gotta plug yeah, it up stop it a little bit we 
when I was a, an apprentice in San Diego, we, the lead guy drilled into a breaker box bill. Like you're talking about the backside, we we're putting shelves in the shower and he's like, man, this is hard to drill through this part of it and just hit the breaker box power went out on the floor. And I'm like, I'm surprised you're, the guy's not dead. <laughs> right. He could have got, got zapped. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We hit a, a high, high pressure fire sprinkler line that ran up in there. And that water was, it was squirting across the hall, not only in the bathroom, but across the hall. Of course, the fire alarm goes off because that's got a flow switch on it. <laughs> Stuff happens. That's why you pay insurance. Right. Stuff happens. But, you know, and, you know, it's funny how it all ties back. Now you go back to these people that are hiring handymen to install a door from Costco. They're going to run into that same stuff. But the homeowner's going to be left holding the bag because that guy's not going to have insurance. He's not going to know any of that stuff at all. So I would caution anybody here that lets their guys moonlight or do something on a side job, especially using a company truck or company tools, anything to do with the company. Because if something goes wrong, they're going to blame the company. They're not going to blame him. Say, oh, it's the guy from XYZ Glass. He did it. Yeah, they don't know the difference. They don't know that they're that they're moonlighting. They nope. see the company truck and the company shirt. You're sunk. Yeah, you are. You are. Yeah, I heard someone. I don't remember where it was. I heard a story of someone let them let someone use a company truck to do a job, and it was a bad job. And there was an issue. They called the office or complaining, and then they put like a one star review up for the company because it was a company truck, and it was like it wasn't even through the company, and it was just a fiasco. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's not worth it. And here again, you're trying to do a good thing. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It's just not. I've heard the same story where a guy used let his employee use a company truck as a moving truck over the weekend. And then he got in an accident with the company truck. And then the company got sued. And yeah. they were just he was trying to be a nice guy, he had a van. Go ahead, use it, move your couch. It's said, I I let a even if you let your employees take vehicles home, even if they're if they get an accident on their way to work, on their way home, and they're not on the clock, it's still workman's comp because mm-hmm. they're in yep. a company vehicle. Yep. Our insurance won't let us allow the guys to take them home, even the salespeople. They will, the insurance company says, no, they must be parked at the shop every night. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's going to be pretty hard, even if, even if uh, someone's doing something on their own time, if they've got a company truck, I mean, it's going to be hard to prove that you're not liable for what they're doing. You know, I mean, you could say, oh, yeah, they're moonlighting. I didn't know or whatever. But, you know, that goes to court. You know how it's going to turn out. Right. It's like, yeah. I don't know if you did. I, You know, my dad used to bring home a company truck as a kid. He was a, a bread delivery man. That was the coolest truck for me to go in as a kid to see it. And everything. I felt so cool seeing my dad's truck. But just imagine we bring a glass truck home and the kid, you know, kid's excited. He goes in there and he's touching the tools and there's glass in there and sharp metal. That's a disaster, man. Sounds fun. The kid wants to check out what dad does for work. Sounds like my childhood. Yeah. It's a, it's something, it's a danger waiting to happen. It's not worth it. Yeah. I grew up playing with glass tools and stuff, man, you know, pretending I was Spider-Man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How many guys are doing laminated glass for frameless shower doors? I have in the past, not lately. Anybody? Okay. Mm. 
No, it's a rarity, but it, it may be coming down the road. But we've been talking about it for maybe three years. They keep talking about it. Mm. Only, only yeah. because a, a lot of these hotels that where okay. they the tempered glass doors, commercial doors laminated is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, companies that are making the infill. Uh, 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 plastic and all that kind of stuff are really pushing again for building codes to turn more and more to laminated glass and the insurance companies are pitching them on this as more safety glass uh, so I think uh, eventually you're going to start seeing more of it in that th those type of applications in commercial buildings yeah they'll probably give you a you know a three or four year time period to start transferring things over but I see that it would probably will happen but just imagine what the cost of inventory going to be if you're going to start stocking laminated doors and sliding doors and the, the weight of those doors on the wheels. All your hardware has got to be changed. The bar has got to be thicker to hold that weight. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just recently changed out some laminated doors that actually delaminated in the shower. Were they frameless? So, yep. Yeah. yeah. Frameless mm -hmm. doors. Yep. How, old, how old were they? Uh, like 12 years old. Yeah. Process is better now and the inner layers are better, but it'll still happen. Yeah, it still can happen. Definitely. But you can yeah, still I have it on change. outdoor railings or, you know, exposed to the weather all the time. Moisture. When I, heat. When I um, that's true. When I worked for a company, Masco, back in the day, they had a division in Vegas and they were doing a lot of KDs and track homes and they would just order all their metal and they would cut all their laminate in house and just install laminate. And then they just had nightmares with that stuff, just delaminating, turning colors and everything. And they just got away from it, but they were, they, this is probably like, I don't even know, 15, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. How many guys are adding film onto glass? either for decor decorative purposes or for safety purposes. We do a little bit of decorative, um, but we go more towards like a ceramic frit printed stuff over that. Printed. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but we've done quite a bit of decorative film in the past. So I, I got interviewed at uh, U.S. Glass Magazine about the film industry. I guess they're trying to help pair up the film industry with the glass industry and feel that it's good for glass guys to have film guys, you know, on speed dial, just like it is for film guys to be able to call glass guys. They're trying to marry these two trades, not together where you do it yourself, but at least pair them up. And, mm -hmm. and we find that film has really gotten better over the years and it doesn't uh, come up and bubble like it used to in the past. And if we were we work with a film company out here um, hand in hand and there's times where we had to go match something that was film or something. And they got film 3M makes film that will go inside the shower now and last 10, 15 years with no issues inside the shower. Yeah. And it's really good, mm -hmm. really good. But the beauty of it is if somebody slipped and fall or was drunk and slammed their door and it broke, they're reasonably protected. They're not standing in a pile of glass, you know, and that, and that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a good company here in Santa Cruz. Uh film film it's called uh, Transparent Glass Coatings. Uh and yeah, they 
they're great. You know, I mean, they've, they've gotten me out of like, you know, situation before where we put in some glass where it didn't quite match, you know, and gosh, there's a million different, you know, coatings and, and stuff. And uh, they're, they're really good, man. They can come and make it, make it pass, you know? So. Yeah. We use them all here too. Yeah. You know, people want some kind of artwork or something like that. Like Brandon said, I mean, it's come a long way. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a lot more durable than it used to be. Yeah, that more. would be that would actually be a good meeting, uh, Chris. If we found somebody that specialized on that and wanted to talk about their products, what's available, what sizes it comes in, that sort of thing. Would that be like a sign company that actually uh, would apply that, or is that a different specialty? I have some 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 of those sign companies do film, or like companies that do wraps and stuff like that will do decorative film, 3M decorative film. But they're also just film companies. I just that's all they do is film. Yep. Yeah, that's why right. that's who I, I would use because they're better at getting the bubbles out and getting more accurate cuts. They do it all the time. Yeah. That's a great idea, though, for a speaker. We it should, is. Yeah, uh, we should we should line one of those up. Either Brandon's guy, or maybe I'll see if the guys out here want to do it. <clears throat> that would be a that would be a good topic. The good thing about film, if you're doing like a privacy band or something, you don't have to worry about lining frosting up or laying it all out. If it's frost or sandblasted, you can just install the shower and then they come behind you and film it. Exactly, and then when and they, they sell like the house, pull it off. When they sell the house, the next person doesn't want it. They can just take it off. Yeah. That's the best part. They can, that's way they want to customize it. They want to put their football team's logo on it. And the next guy isn't, a, isn't a fan. Just take it off. Yeah. Because you know? if you were sandblasting it like the old days, that's it. It's there. I'm thinking Raiders. <laughs> Sounds like something a Raiders fan would do. <laughs> Hey, we got the Florida Panthers going against uh, Vegas Knights. <laughs> nice. Stanley Cup finals. Awesome. I don't know. What happened to those Boston teams, Bill? <laughs> oh, my God, Paul. I, the Red Sox had us up in Fenway a couple of weeks ago, and they got swept by St. Louis, and it was just so sad. That was the weekend the Celtics beat the 76ers in game seven. So they were kind of up, and the Bruins already lost. They were gone. So uh, last hope was the Red Sox. They just floundered the weekend. It was awful. Great weekend, but Sox didn't do too good. <laughs> oh, well, top teams, you, you get to have the guys that come in third and fourth place nowadays and uh, just have them get into the playoff. Yeah, Miami Heat was number eight, number eight seed. They're going for eight. the finals. And they lost in the bubble the first game. To oh. make the playoffs, the Heat. Oh, the Heat? No, the Heat are going to the finals. I know, but they lost in the first game of the bubble to even make the play-in oh, play oh. tournament, and they lost they the first game of the play-in and made the finals still. They still made the finals. That's how it goes, man. Look at how many Super Bowl teams are the wild card team. Right. Yeah. Just happens. <laughs> what else we got? Anybody have you know what I'm wondering if if anybody here does make it a policy to install customer supplied shower enclosures. Is there anybody in the group who yes. says yes to that? 
We won't. Nope. Nope. I got that's funny, you know, because I, I meet people all the time who who have bought something and they've had it for a long time. They've either gone to like Home Depot and bought something or, you know, bought something online or something like that. And they're like, hey, oh, you know, will you install this for me? I'm like, no, no way. You know, I mean, even for a friend. I mean, I had my church ask me to do it. And I said, no, I think that's how serious <laughs> I am. Man. It's like, it's like they're they're like, um. Yeah, I mean, you buy one of those things, you're likely to get be stuck with it. We ought to probably just make a commercial. We should all like have a co-op where we all pitch in like a hundred bucks and make a commercial <laughs> about like somebody who bought like a Home Depot shower enclosure, and like maybe like ten years later they've still got it like in their garage. <laughs> I was gonna say I think half the Costco ones are in people's garages and basements. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I got Chris, you know why there's nobody on here that does it? Everybody that does it's probably on a group called Shower Door Amateurs. <laughs> right, exactly. You're asking right. the wrong group. Now, like, so now, how many in the in this group used to do that or have done it at one time? I mean, I have. I did. You know, there was a time when I was like. Man, I was hungry. I'm always seeing people pictures after a shower door if they need pictures hung in their house because I had a laser and stuff. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Can you hang our pictures for us? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> money. Absolutely. Do Want me to do your dishes? As soon as you hang that picture, that's when you hit the water pipe, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I got that's, how many? That's how why many? I don't want to do anything like that. No, no extra stuff, just the shower door. There's a good margin there and leave it alone. Cut my losses right away. Right. You're not you know, and I don't know if you guys have ever noticed at the return line at Home Depot, a lot of times there is a shower door right there sitting Ooh. off to the side because somebody returned a shower door. That's yeah. what we should do this week. Everybody that goes there, take a picture of it and post it so Chris will have it all week. Beautiful. Yeah. I got a, before we go, I got a good uh, thing. Uh, how many people have in their contracts for social media and video and stuff for not only uh, being allowed to use it for customers, but for their employees that they're allowed to use pictures of employees and stuff installing and all that in employee contracts. I don't have it in the contract, but we ask before we do it. Yeah. We so we just recently contract. implemented it. So we put in our contract for our customers when they sign it, that we're allowed to reuse pictures as long as we're not using their name and their address and all that. And then we also have it in our employee handbook that our employees sign that we're allowed to use that because if they leave us and we have really good footage and videos and stuff, we're still going to want to post that, that stuff. So. That's a really good point right there. That's a really yes. good one. Yes. I've got, really got recruitment videos that have old yeah. employees. Yeah. And then it sucks because like, you're like, do I want to use these? There's these people don't work here, but it's a really good video. We got really good footage. So now it's, it's signed. It, there's no issue there. So. Now you, you just brought up a really neat topic, but we're running out of time. But <laughs> I'll, I'll throw it out there. I was wondering if anyone has policies about hiring siblings or brothers or something like that. Then you get an employee that leaves to go either start their own business or or work for a competitor. What do you do about the sibling? Mm -hmm. Do you let the sibling go? Do you keep the sibling on? 
What do you do? You know what, Bill? I got a couple of horror stories with that. When I first bought my business, there was a father and son who were the primary um, people. The father was competent, kind of taught me the flat glass business. The son was not. So uh, that was one instance that didn't end well for the son. Uh, and then years later, I hired an auto glass guy who was a competent auto glass technician. But his and then I his son was a really good mechanic, sound young guy would work for me in the summers. And so what happened was he, the son developed the father. I got out of the auto glass business and the father just wanted to be basically a driver. So I got rid of him. The son, the son turned out to be one hell of a shower door installer, actually moved to Alaska. And then more recently, I had a real good mechanic. He's a really good, can do anything. I hired a gal from an employment agency. She worked out good. They started dating. <laughs> now they're living together. And I got this whole scenario again. I, uh, I don't recommend that at all. Yeah, and I say siblings, but it could be spouses also, right? Uh, the problem is what happens if you really have a situation where you have to get rid of the other one? Now yeah. it's really awkward. You lose two. Yeah, you lose Typically. two. I was, actually, I was actually in that situation. My ex-wife worked for a buddy of mine that I worked for. And then one morning I was on a job and she called me that she got fired. They got an argument and she got fired. And then it was like, wow, this is going to be awkward going into the office in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's really weird. You know, it's things you don't think about. That happen. Business. I used to have a customer in New Jersey. They get divorced. The wife ran the front end of the business. The husband is always in the back cutting glass and doing all the labor. And uh, they wouldn't talk to each other. <laughs> oh, Lord. They were divorced, but they were still partners in the business. So it worked out better? I don't think so. <laughs> you go in the front and the woman would be complaining about her husband. You go in the back and he'd be there complaining about her. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we're out of time, but it, it, I'd like to expand on this at, at some point if you guys are interested. How do you handle that? I mean, what do you do when those situations develop? I mean, that's why a lot of big, a lot of big companies don't allow fraternizing, right? Like the military, the you know, police department, all that stuff, jail, because of all that type of situations. Yeah, and it's going to happen. You can't keep it from happening. It's going to say it's nature, especially Billy. The more employees you get, yeah. it's going to happen. That's but right. But sometimes that's siblings and relatives are the best people you can bring in. That's true. true. It's like friends of people that they recommend them, and yeah. don't recommend people unless they have confidence they're going to be good employees. So. It's tough to figure it all out. <laughs> well, sometimes it would be great to have a human resource person on hand. And there's another topic that maybe we could have someday that would be a whole session. But human resources is a huge thing, uh, you know, because there's a lot of nuances that you find yourself in, just like what we're touching on right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes actually there was a company that was soliciting us uh, and the, the part of the sales deal is, hey, you got a question, you can call us. We have experts. They can answer, you know, these type of questions. Uh, so uh, I think we're using right now, we're using Kudzu um, for our payroll stuff. And I, they have that kind of service. I haven't 
uh, called him to ask him any tough questions yet. That would, you know, be something. And uh, but yeah, human resource yeah. topic would be good. That'd be a good guest too, for sure. I've been trying, I've been trying to get one on because um, we use a company, CBR, who does our payroll, our work comp, our human resources. They'll do our employee handbooks. They'll drug test, background check. They'll do all the onboarding. They do everything for us. Our uh, benefits and everything they handle. They handle all that. So I was trying to bring her on, uh, and I'll try to reach back out to her. Say so, national. Yes. Yeah, but we use, in all of our, we use them in all of our locations, and they charge you per employee, like per, like if you're weekly, if you pay weekly employees, they just charge you per employee, like a certain amount. And fifteen dollars an employee or something it does add up with a lot of employees, but it saves you money on the group health insurance and all that, like Blue Cross Blue Shield, and then they handle all that, all that back and stuff. You don't have to handle it. So, hmm. sweet. What company was that again, Brandon? CBR Creative Business Resources. Okay, that's now, good. If anyone wants a contact, just message me, and I can put you on an email with the the main person. So. Awesome. And I'll try to get him on the call. Are you yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be another great one, man. Are the employees on your payroll or are you leasing them? Um, it's called uh EPO or something like that. They're technically still our employees on our payroll, but it's through them. So like with um that's before, with that PPP stuff that came out from the government, if you were using a, a payroll company and they were doing it a certain way, technically you're a leasing employees and you wouldn't get any of the PPP money because they were the pay, they were the company that the employees were hired through. But it's a joint thing. So it's still your employees through your company. Um, they just handle all the back end resources. Yeah. Yeah. There is such a thing as a lease, a lease program, yeah. too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's good if you have high workers comp rates where they have a group rate that's less, but they, they make the difference on it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we got all sorts of good stuff for next week. Man, right? that's some good stuff right there. That's that's good. I know it's shower door professionals, but it's all part of running a business, especially yes. a shower door business. Absolutely. Takes a lot to make a shower door. Yeah. <laughs> I made yeah. a list for you, Chris, of all the things. <laughs> right on well hey thanks for showing up everybody we'll uh, see you again next wednesday hey this is chris phillips and i want to thank you for listening to the podcast you may want to join the shower door professionals group on facebook just go to facebook and search for shower door pros and you'll find us i look forward to seeing you